Welcome to Books on Air, the podcast that tells the story behind the book. It includes insights from authors about how they compose their work, what inspires them, and what they hope you'll take away from their book. Here's your host for this episode of Books on Air, Suzanne Harris. Welcome to the Books on Air podcast. I'm Sloan Fremont, filling in for Suzanne Harris. This is the podcast where listeners get the secret story behind every book. Joining me today is Paul Jones, author of the book, Standing Alone. Standing Alone is a book of poetry that is meant to inspire and touch the living soul. Paul's book is a must read for those seeking an enlightening poetic experience grounded firmly in faith and the pursuit of truth. Paul, welcome to the Books on Air podcast. Hello, how you doing? Good, good. Happy to have you here. So let's start out telling the audience a little bit about yourself and what led you to write your book, Standing Alone. Well, as you know, I'm Paul Jones. I, I'm originally from Pine Bluff, Arkansas, but now I moved. I live in Fort Smith, Arkansas. I graduated from Intercontinental University with a bachelor's degree in uh, criminal justice. Mm-hmm. I served in the military. I was seven years active duty army and seven years national guard. I worked at the prison for two years. I retired police officer, 23 and a half years. I'm married, have two sons and I have a little goddaughter, Brittany. Oh, amazing. Amazing. <laughs> so tell us about your book, Standing Alone. Standing Alone is a book of inspirational poems and what led me to write it I can't really say because it was just like I just started writing. Those were the words that came out. And I myself been recently retired. These poems have helped me quite a bit to adjust to retirement and let let me know I'm not finished yet. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to start out maybe by reading one of your poems for us? Well, the poem, yes, I will. The poem I'm going to read is Standing Alone, the title poem. And this poem is um, it's, it's a walk of faith, actually. And uh, I think all of us encounter this where we feel like we're all alone by ourselves. Mm-hmm. Have to think yes. back. Okay, the poem standing alone. As I walked through the valley of shadow of deaths, as I passed by a mirror, I stopped and took a good look at myself. I felt as if I was all alone. Right then and there, I wanted to go home. I heard a voice coming from deep inside. I wanted to run. I wanted to hide. I looked around as far as I could see. There was no one else there besides me. The voice told me, do not be afraid, but do not fear. Because if you knew who it was, you would be full of cheer. I asked through all my hard times, why have you forsaken me? Because it was during those times I was by myself as far as I could see. He didn't say another word. He just let me talk. I wanted to leave. I wanted to run, but I couldn't even walk. But then I took a look back over my years. I looked at the times that I shed many of tears. I looked at the times that I did things that I shouldn't have done, all because they made me feel good, and I thought they were fun. Mm. All the times I thought that I couldn't make it. All the times that I wanted to just give up and quit. And then I thought, and I fell down on my knee. It was you. It was you, Lord, who saved me. I thought to myself, your love and your grace I do not deserve. But yet it's me that you continue to serve. Why do you do so much for me? Is there something in me that I don't see? 
He told me to get up and go. He said, when the time is right, then you will know. I was able to open my eyes and stand up. I no longer felt like I was stuck. And I started to dry my eyes and walk away. He said, all I ask you to do is continue to pray. And from that very day and on, I knew I would never have to stand alone. Mm, wow. That is, those words as you're reading, I close my eyes so I could, uh, to me, I feel the words when they're being read. And that is such a relatable, um, such a relatable poem, because I think we can all, I, I think everybody has felt alone at, at some point, right? And especially yes. um, maybe over the past couple of years and, and having that feeling of, um, you know, kind of wanting to have our own little internal tantrum about things. Right, right? Right. <laughs> and then if you really stop to think like, you know, like you, you wrote in the poem about, wait a minute, who, who's there with me? Because it, it's not just me alone, but sometimes it's, right. um, you know, we tell ourselves that in our, in our little tantrum state. So that, that's wonderful. Thank you for sharing that with us. Oh, yes. So what would you say are some words or themes you would use to describe your book? Uh, inspirational, mm-hmm. uh, enlightening, and um, very, very helpful. Yeah. Yeah. And the world can definitely use more of that. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. And so when you were, you talked about your, the writing process and how it just kind of came through you was it was it like a pull or an urge that I have to write these words down or how did that go for you well it was it's more like a a calling I guess because the things I have gone through the things I've gone going through it's like I put in words put it on in this book and it's not all about me Mm -hmm. but as much of it is about me yeah yeah. And those are the most relatable when, right. you know, sometimes again, another example of where people feel so alone, but right. the thing is, is everybody's going through something similar. So the real things that happen to people are what people can really relate to because everybody's experienced it in one way or another. Yes. Yeah. What would you say surprised you most about your book when you were writing it? Well, when I'm writing it, it's funny when I'm writing editing, I don't read it. Mm. I mean, I know that sounds funny, but it's like, it's, I just write it. And then yeah. I'm not really reading it. I didn't really read it until I got a copy of it myself. And what surprised me about it was really how good it was. Yeah. <laughs> how, yeah. How, you know, how, how it has helped me throughout every day life. Yeah. Day of life. It helps, you know. And even when I meditate in the morning time, I might pull it out, you know, read a poem or two and is right on point. Um, yeah. And that, um, what you said about not reading it when you were writing it, um, that's usually when the most creativity flows is when we just let ourselves write or, or whatever it is that we're doing, we just let ourselves go. And when we don't put those blockers up of, Oh, maybe I shouldn't say that, or maybe, you know, we get all twisted in our own uh, thoughts right. about things. It's, it's, that's usually what I found is what, um, is the most real and the most, like, again, like I said, relatable. And it sounds like you, um, you allowed yourself to do that in the process. Correct. Yeah. So were there any, any difficult parts about writing maybe even writing any of the poems or, or putting the collection together for your book? Well, some of the most difficult parts are um, the truth. Yeah. <laughs> you know, when, you, when, you are, when you're writing inspirational poems and not going to, you know, it's going to affect different people different ways. You know, 
And uh, even in one of my poems, I say that uh, to some, the words going to be a blessing and some, it's going to be a curse. Yeah. Because people don't want to know, especially I found out today, a lot of people don't want to know the truth. Yeah. They believe a lie than believe the truth. And the truth is in there. So that's probably the hardest part, deciding, well, should I write this or should I not? Yeah. Yeah, and that is true. I mean, and you know, it, it is because sometimes knowing the truth is is scary because it gets us out of our comfort zone or it gets us yes. looking at something different from a different perspective. And and that that can be very confronting and very uncomfortable. And some people aren't ready for it. But I do like how you 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 bring that up about your book because um maybe somebody isn't ready for it today, but that doesn't mean they wouldn't be ready for it in the future. That's true. That's true. I mean, everyone is not ready for it, you know. And it's not going to touch everyone, but I guarantee if they, you know, continue to live, <laughs> right. continue to live and to grow, they, I mean, it will. It, it'll be a blessing to everyone. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and I'm glad you're you're writing the truth because that is more that we need more truth. I think <laughs> in yeah. the world. Um, what are you the most proud of about your book, or even the writing process that you went through? Wow, that's is the book itself. I'm proud of it yeah. because no, it's not my first book, nor will it be my last. And you know, when I when I wrote this book, it was like when I got a copy, I said, No, I should have wrote this first. <laughs> and he said, No, it wasn't time. Yeah. So, you know, that, that's what I'm most, most proud of. It came at a time where I needed the most. I can't speak on anymore else, but it came at the time where I needed the most. Yeah. You know, I, that recently retired, moved to a new city where no one knew me, you know, right. and so it came at a time where I needed the most. Yeah. And it's, it's amazing how it works like that, you know, mm-hmm. and it's, I think also what you were saying about when you, um, you know, being truthful, speaking truth, but then also when, when we allow ourselves to go through the creative process, um, I've talked about it on the show here before. And, uh, even, you know, in my thought about this in my own life that, um, sometimes we're scared to put our truth out there or we're scared to put our creativity out there. But what we forget on the other side of that equation is that we, then we deny people of being able to learn or grow or change from the creativity that we put out there. And it sounds like with your, with your book and being able to be so real about it, be so truthful, you needed it. Um, you're now allowing other people who are maybe experiencing similar or, you know, at some stage in their life that they've, you know, been through something similar um, that you've been through, you're allowing people to open up and grow through the creativity that you shared with the world. Yes. And, you know, I have a friend named Cyrus and he, um, some mornings we get together and he's a, he keeps this book by his Bible. Mm, Yeah. As he reads the Bible, you know, he go in and he might go find a poem to go with it and, Cause I do have a scripture before each poem. Okay. He, he'll look at that scripture. He look at that poem, and he's a it's right on point. It has helped him a lot to see different things. So. Yeah, yeah, and that's often what we need is that perspective shift to get ourselves out of our own. Maybe, um, you know, maybe we have a, a, a we're we're putting ourselves in a box about a topic, or we're you know we just can't. Sometimes when you get so wound up, you just can't see past your own thoughts. And yeah, we, we need to get out of our own way. Yeah, yeah, that is. And, I, and just recently, about three weeks ago, 
I discovered I was in my own way. Yeah. <laughs> so I said, wow, you know, so, and once again, I went, I went to this book. <laughs> yeah. Wow, I wrote it. Why can't I live it? You know? Yeah. Well, right. I mean, I know exactly what you're saying because I find that with myself. I, I'm in my own way. And then I'm like, you know, sometimes it even stops me in my tracks. I'm like, what am I doing? Why am I doing this? This isn't, you know, this isn't me. This isn't what I, you know, this isn't who I am. But um, what I also love about your book, it, you know, it, it sounds like it's sort of a guide for living too. Yes, it can be. Um, I'm not going to say I'm, I'm the old guru on you know, life, life living or anything, but Standing Alone is, is a book where, you know, you can grow. Yeah. It can grow. Yeah. Amazing. And like I said, get out of your own way. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And I think we can all use some of that. That's for sure. Um, so who would you say your book would appeal to and why? Wow. Right now, I think teenagers, mm-hmm. I think it would really appeal to teenagers more than adults because you now adults, we're set in our ways. Yeah. And teenagers, they're, they're hungry because I worked as a, when I was law enforcement, I worked at the high school also. Mm-hmm. And they're hungry, but we're feeding them wrong things. Yeah. So, I feel like if we could get the hands in more, I say young adults, young adults, mm-hmm. let's, young adults, teenagers, young adults, we put the hand standing along with their hands. I feel like, you know, they could really uh, grow from it. Yeah. And you know, it's, I kind of laughed in my mind when you said that about how as adults were set in our ways, it, 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 we are, I totally agree. But then on the other side of that, it's like, we're set in our ways, even in our unhappy ways. So, yes. why are, so why aren't we more open to learning or changing? You know, I think that's a, that's such an interesting thing to consider um, as, as we go through life. Um, I don't know. I don't know that I have the answer, but it's something interesting just remember, to think about. Remember three weeks, I, I just told you three weeks ago, I was reading and it changed me. It let me know I was in my own way. Yeah. So, you know, adults can't, I'm not saying they can't uh, gain from it, but you know, it, I think it's a lot harder for us because we're set, you know, we're doing things the way we want to do it. And, you know, but when you get young adults, teenagers, young adults, they're eager to try things to improve themselves. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's exactly right. And um, having that, I, I agree with you. I think most kids are trying to figure out um, what do I do? Where do I go? But there is a lot of, um, there's a lot of noise they have to search through to get to yes. those more positive things yes. that will actually positively impact their life. Um, so do you have, is there anything else before we wrap up today that you want to leave the readers with or the listeners with to n- make sure they know about your book? Well, for one thing, you can go on my web, website and purchase it. It's www.pauljonestherwriter.com. You go in there and purchase it, or you go through Amazon, uh, Walmart, <laughs> and any one of those, or Traffic Publishing. Either okay. One. But the book itself, like I t- said before, it's an easy read. Mm-hmm. It's a read, and it's enlightening. And, you know, I have one here called The Beginning. And it's like telling you about 
the beginning of the universe. Mm. I decide to, you know, create it. So it's just, it's not just talking to you about you or anything like that. It's in, it's in educating you as well as educating you where yeah. you learn different things and emotions. And, and I had, before I let you, before you let me go, I had one teacher use my poetry in her classroom. And she said her, the student that, I won't say, well, he didn't have great grades in there. Mm-hmm. And, you know, a lot of stuff. But he took the poem in here called uh, Beach by the Sea. And he dissected it. Mm. And she didn't understand it as well as he did because she called me in there. And they didn't know I had, I had written it. They didn't know I wrote it. And then uh, when, when they found out, I said, wow. But um, he dissected it. And he understood it. And he, and he taught me some stuff about it. Yeah. <laughs> I said, wow. You know, yeah, I didn't know it like that. But yeah, that's good, you know. So I feel like young adults and teenagers would benefit a lot from standing alone. And it's, it's an easy read. It's, I mean, poetry... To me, you can't read it once. You got to read it over and over and over again. Yeah. And each time you might have a different interpretation. And that's exactly the interpretation you need at the time you're reading it. That's right. the amazing right. thing. Right. Depend on where you are in your life. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Paul, it's been an amazing conversation. Your book just sounds outstanding and um, congratulations on it. Congratulations on writing it and for the success of it. Um, uh, Did you want to also mention your other books really quick before we wrap up? Okay. I I just finished a book called Flavor of Stories. It's short stories. Uh, It's called Flavor of Stories, short stories by Paul Jones. And the reason it's called Flavor of Stories because everyone likes different type of stories mm-hmm. and that, it, it has it. a flavor story has flavor <laughs> I mean, from <laughs> some make you laugh some make you cry and some just make you think mm-hmm. i have other books that's not on my website yet life and love love poetry waking up a character named jake um i think if you purchase my books you'll find the easy read but the I had people say they couldn't put them down. Mm, that's got to be the best feeling as an author. Yes. Well, I had one husband told me, don't sell his wife any more books. <laughs> she, I, my book was taking up his time. <laughs> I said, well, hey, I hate that, but I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's amazing. Um, okay, well, I'll be sure I'll put your website and the link to Amazon in the show notes so the listeners can find it easily. And Paul, yes. thank you for joining us today and being our guest on Books on Air. Okay, thank you. You've been listening to the Books on Air podcast brought to you on webtalkradio.net. You can also hear this podcast on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, and Apple Podcasts. I'm Sloan Fremont, and I hope you'll join us for the next Books on Air podcast. Remember, you never know who's going to be here, and you never know what we're going to talk about. Thank you so much for listening. Mm-hmm.